All right, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, our weekly visit with the Baylor women's coach, Nikki Collin, featured recently in the Our Time uh, documentary. I was giving Nikki uh, John Morris a hard time, you know, I thought he, I said, I thought John had a starring role, but he, uh, you know, he, he tried to, <laughs> he tried to argue with me, but uh, it, it, he, uh, he certainly was singing your praises, so uh, was the... Um, was the was watching that first episode was that kind of a surreal experience not that you haven't had you know stories done on you but that uh that fly on the wall sort of uh having a camera riding around in your car that's a that's a little more than your your typical media coverage is that uh has it been kind of a fun experience or is it is, are they intrusive at all or is it not bad you know i'll tell you this like the people um with ESPN have been amazing um you know TL's kind of a lead um, person that, that, you know, it's never more than a crew of two or three. And um, I, they're, they're storytellers. I mean, it's a storytelling opportunity. And and so um, do I wish we were telling a happy story all the time? That part, sure. You know, like it, there, there's going to be going forward some pretty raw footage. And I think when I, when having seen the first one relative to some of the things that, you know, I'm always going to be the most like um, of, wow, I could have said that better, or how did that come across, or, you know, but I think based on what, you know, everyone's told me is, um, you know, they love they love how it's coming out, and, you know, I think it just, it, it was an opportunity for us, um, you know, and, and, and I, I've said it maybe not exactly like this before, but following in the footsteps I'm following in, it's certainly a challenge, um, but but I think part of it is, like, if, if I'm going to be different and I'm going to be me, like this is a way to show who we are, mm-hmm. who I am, who who this program, how it how it looks, what it what a day in the life looks like, like how I coach, how I I laugh and quite frankly cry and spending time with my family and you know so it's it's just such a different look. It's like it's like the opposite. I've always said like I felt like Baylor had a little bit of a almost like Alabama football, like just this this armor this. Um, larger than life persona, and I knew coming in, I, we couldn't be that. We couldn't be that anymore. I couldn't just step into somebody else's shoes. And so mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, how do we do it, and how do we do it differently? And, and part of it was to say, we need to be a little bit more like Oregon football. Like we need, we need to wear the shiny helmets and put put the different clothes on, and and be different, and be unique, and be you know out there, and and tell our story. And so while it's not, it, it, it's very not superficial driven, it, it's the exact opposite of that. It was just kind of an opportunity to let them in um, and, and kind of show our team mm-hmm. and, and our players and their stories and my story and things like that. So that, so that fans, so that recruits, so that people understand like who we are and what, what we do and why we do it. All right. Well, tell the uh, directors, by the way, if uh, Nikki, if they ever want to sample our conversations, I mean, I think that would be good. We cannot have John Morris just taking this thing over. All right. Yeah, so. John, John Morris, he, he did quite the little MC, huh? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, he insisted he did not wear makeup. I thought he looked, thought, you know, he just has a very youthful look to him. But uh, he said no makeup was uh, <laughs> was used in that. Uh, hey, I haven't had any professional makeup done throughout this either. So let's let's make sure like people are going to people are going to see the uh, the early mornings and the late nights and everything in between. So, you know, I, I, can, I can't promise uh you know, they followed me on a flight where I, I actually slept in my car. Uh, we played Missouri on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And then I drove immediately to the airport because I was leaving the next morning on a 5 a.m. flight. And they, they came on the same flight. So I literally just left the game, 
drove to the airport, slept in my car for a couple hours, checked in and, and got on a flight and went home for one day. Um, but it was an opportunity for me to see one of my daughters cheer and my other daughter do have a lacrosse event. And, and so, you know, it was kind of, uh, I'm, I'm sure I, I look a little weary in that one. I haven't seen any footage of that, but I'm sure there's some weary moments. Yeah, I mean, you can always do what we do as guys. Uh, the ball cap covers up a lot of yep. issues, and uh, um, I'm sure you've slipped a ball cap I'm on. Fan. Yeah, I definitely. You know, I'm I'm not a snapback variety, but I, I'm I'm kind of an old school curved bill. <laughs> like, yeah, you're going to see a lot of me in a in a ball cap here and there. Yeah, the uh, the uh, kappa kappa gammas and the pie fies about my sophomore junior year, they started pulling them down so low, you had no clue what they even looked like as they were making their <laughs> right, their way right. around campus. <laughs> Uh, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Nikki Collin making her weekly appearance with us, and it's been an eventful uh, last few days, week. I mean, I think the I think the great news, Nikki, is y'all are coming out of the COVID protocols. It seems like when all this was hitting last season, there would be teams out for like twenty three days or whatever it was, and so I, I still sort of braced myself for long periods of time. A team could be out. This, I'm sure, it seemed like forever to you. But this is not that. You know, this is, okay, you missed two games. What um, what kind of shape is the team in? I mean, it's not like you probably hadn't had a, a, a lot of practice. I, I did get to talk to Nalissa yesterday, and it sounded like you had a few, maybe a couple practices under your belt. How, what do you, do you have any idea of what to expect uh, in, in Norman uh, tomorrow night? Well, you know, I think from the perspective of we're always going to prioritize prioritize like player health and safety and so you know i mean the advantage of the timing of covid hitting for us and cdc regulations changing and kind of all these things coming into play at once i do think like the fact that we didn't have anyone even though it was basically everyone had covid at the same time we didn't have any severe cases we didn't have you know so when when people were able to come back on day six and test out on day six um you know, they were able to, you know, we ramped up 30 minutes to an hour. Um, so they, they certainly weren't long practices coming back because we had to, um, you know, we, we just wanted to make sure there weren't any cardiac issues. We wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that now the advantage of a five-day isolation versus a 10-day isolation from the past is you're going to get out of shape less in five days than you would in 10. So then the ramp up can be faster. And, you know, and uh, certainly these guys were in great shape. I mean, we, we wear a heart monitor in every game and every practice. So, you know, we, we just really pay attention. So from a diagnostic perspective, a heart rate perspective, amazingly, I think we recovered pretty quickly. I will say that's really easy to say in a practice setting where you're, where you're truly controlling um, the practice plan and, you know, building in rest opportunities versus knowing you're getting ready to play a team, you know, that's second in the nation in pace and third in, in scoring offense and, you know, going to play at a frenetic pace. And if, if they weren't already going to play at a frenetic pace, they know we're coming off of COVID in a shutdown. So that's going to, I think, give Oklahoma a little extra juice to run a little bit faster um, because I think, you know, they tend to, when you watch film on them, they tend to put a run on people and they've put runs on people sometimes not until the fourth quarter and two of the three big 12 games, like they really put runs on Texas Tech. Um, they put a run on Kansas in the fourth quarter, you know, and it can be about a two minute period and a 16 two run. And that's the game, you know, it kind of blows the doors open. And so you run all game with them and then all of a sudden you get tired. So, you know, we're, we're going to have to control the tempo, not just because of how they play, but, but knowing that we're coming out of the situation and controlling the controllables uh, for us. All right, I I love the uh, I, I'm I'm watching this conference 
and you had uh, the Tech Texas while you were out on protocols. Tech and Texas had some back and forth between Vic and, and, and Coach uh, Gerlich yeah. there, and that was <laughs> – I love that kind of stuff. I don't know if that's great for the conference or not. I think it's, I think it's wonderful, but it is interesting to me, and I'm sure it's not lost on you. Here you come in, brand-new well, coach. I mean, we're, we're competitive. Yeah. Yeah. We're competitive. I mean, certainly sometimes coaches are fighting for their jobs, and so they have a little extra edge. Obviously, Vic and Krista aren't fighting for their jobs right now. Krista's mm-hmm. trying to build that Texas Tech program up. You know, Vic's coming off an amazing run last year in the NCAA tournament and a good recruiting class and, yeah. you know, creating an identity of his own there at Texas. I mean, um, I think sometimes people forget that coaches are competitive and and that, you know, th- things happen and things are said. And, and you never know when something's said in a – um, in an email or something that, that, that tends to rear its head in a moment like that, where you're, you're thinking to yourself, okay, you know, like, really? Um, like people are surprised, like, you know, and, um, you know, and, and, and look, I'm, I'll admit, I'm one of the people that like, you know, I smile a lot. I love my job. I'm passionate about my job. Mm-hmm. I smile a lot. Um, doesn't make me less of a fierce competitor or, you know, I'm not going to be frustrated if I feel like, you know, um, you know, Lee, Akoka Lee at Kansas State was in the lane way too long, way too many times, you know, and it, and it might have been the difference between winning and losing. Like, that's what people don't under, understand, like, that, that even when you leave that game and you're, you're fiercely competitive during it, um, that you're still stewing on that, you know, and having those <laughs> conversations um, and those plays that were missed and those, you know, and, and, and so, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's healthy competition. It's healthy mm-hmm. competition as long as when all is said and done, and I, I do believe this, I do believe um, leagues that have coaches that fight for one another when it comes to postseason play, when it comes to, you know, it's, it's very easy to sit back and care about your own program. And we're all wired to, like, want the best for our individual programs. But when you think about the health of a conference, like, you know, it, it's, it's never going to be lost on me that, that you're going to hear me singing teams' praises. Like, you know, if, if, they, if they beat us, if they compete with us, if they, you know, and, and knowing that, you know, some of these teams, you know, are, have, have been down and are rising back up. It's, you know, we, we need to be able to, you know, fiercely compete and then fiercely campaign for one another. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, fair. And if you ever find yourself wanting to use a word like uh, Vic used, just know there's precedent for that here. All right. You don't have to. Right. You can you can step outside the Baptist world just for a moment. But, uh, yeah, I, I, both both coaches made their cases, and I agree with you. Hopefully everybody's pulling on the same rope, but each individual program. And I, I find it fascinating that this conference that uh, has been dominated by one team for so long has all gone out and made new hires. Not only you are, you uh-huh. know, you're a brand-new coach uh, at Baylor, that is. Oklahoma has a new coach. Texas Tech has a new coach. Texas, Vic's in his second year. I mean, this is there's some turnover in this conference, and I think, honestly, it's injected – I, I don't know. I mean, I, again, you're about to you're, you're coaching at a school where we're used to winning this thing every single year, and that's good and bad for for you because it's like, oh my gosh. I mean, <laughs> I've said it from the beginning, yeah. though. Like everyone's going to see, everyone, you know, no one would have been questioning that, you know, had had the coaching change not happened. Like I'm I'm smart enough to understand that that any other team, any other coach is going to view. Coach Mulkey leaving is the first chink in the iron, you know, like it's the, the armor, you know, like yeah. it's their, um, and, and to try to, you know, open that wound up and, and, and you know, and I, I think we, we have to understand that, you know, regardless, like I think we have a very, very talented team and that's learning to play together, but there are other good teams in this league. And, you know, it, it, it 
you know, it's, it's, it's easy to say, and it's going to be easy to blame me if it all doesn't unfold the way everyone assumes that it always unfolds, you know. <laughs> but but there, there's something to be said for the key players that were lost a year ago, um, you know. And so, you know, these guys are learning to play together. And, you know, I, I still think that, you know, I, I honestly told my guard group yesterday, you know, as they were getting ready to, to warm up and get chopped up, I said, look, I wouldn't trade you for any other guard group in this league. You know, I, I wouldn't. And I said, but, you know, we have to start asserting ourselves that we are that, you know, because mm-hmm. nobody questions, nobody questions in this league how good Melissa Smith is. Nobody does. Yeah. You know, do people try to slow her down? Did Kansas State slow her down a little bit? Sure. Um, did their zone, like, bottle her up? You know, yes. Um, you know, but the way to unbottle her, you know, is, is to make some perimeter shots. And, you know, these guys are more than capable. Jamie Asbury is more than capable of making open threes and making them not in the fourth quarter, but in the first quarter too. You know, Jordan Lewis is capable of carrying a team because she, she, you know, led, led a program basically for, for five straight years um, at Alabama. And so, you know, it, it's kind of getting to the point of saying, you know, you can defer. We need to get list touches. We need to get clean touches. But you guys got to confidently make the plays that you know you're make, capable of making. And so, you know, I, I've said it, and I'm going to continue to say it. And, and you know, sometimes fans and critics are, are, aren't, aren't going to see it my way, and that's okay, you know, because this is my job to coach the team the way I think is best and not listen to people um, who only, you know, watch the games and, and aren't on the practice court. But, you know, we're going to have a breakout game. These guards are going to have a breakout game and prove to people how good they are and prove to people that once they, once we have the balance from them, that we don't just have one player making it, but we have multiple players attacking and making shots. Like, we played sick at Kansas State, and I don't, I don't make excuses for my team. Mm-hmm. Over the years, plenty of teams have, plenty of teams have played sick um, and won and competed. Um, but but we, went, we went into Kansas State with seven players. And, you know, we, we were moving kids out of rooms because they didn't feel well. We were, you know, like, and they all tested negative. So we, we absolutely were following league protocol mm-hmm. and made sure of it. We didn't take a player to Kansas State um, that had a positive test. But we had a lot of them test positive the day after we played, you know. And yeah. so because of that, you just know, like, we're following the rules. We're doing the best we can. Um, but we had kids that, that played, like, under the weather. And so hopefully this is the reboot we needed, the reset we needed, the, the push in the, in, the, in the butt, the back that says, okay, everyone's coming for us. Like, we could say it, but now we know it. Yeah. And so, you know, we just can't show up and think people are going to go, oh, it's Baylor. You know, yeah, they're, they're not going to look at us that way. And until you put your foot on their neck and prove that we're Baylor, mm-hmm. then we're just another team on their schedule that they're trying to prep for and figure out what their advantages are and what their disadvantages are and how to cover their weaknesses and, and you know, really have their, their strengths stand out. And so, you know, I mean, I, I just think that's the, the nature of it. Well, listen, I'm excited to see you guys in action again, and there may be a little rust, but that's okay. I mean, that, that happens, and, and I'm glad you're feeling well. I know you were battling um, COVID, and uh, I, I think what you uh, said about the guards is so important because uh, I, I, I'll tell you this, I, knowing Kim for all these years, Sarah is the, the, the player on this team. I mean, she just, you know, she loved that, that player and, and that person. And I think we we all know she can be a breakout player for you. And she's just I think part of it is she's just got to, you know, she got to do it. She's got to decide, hey, I, this is my team sort of thing. And um, and I think I think once that happens, like you said, this this could 
this thing could get jump started in a hurry. But uh, I appreciate it, and I'm uh, I'm so glad you guys are all doing better and, and ready to roll. Yeah, we're we're excited to be back. You know, and said there there's certainly I don't I don't think it's ever going to be perfect, but uh, you know at this point. I'm grateful that if we were going to suffer, we all technically suffered together. And (laughs) I I know, and even talking to the men based on the timing of when they got COVID and shut down last year and then being able to come out of it and make that, you know, at least it's behind us now, you know, unless they tell us there's another variant and you can get this one again. Like we're, we're pretty assured that we're we're over the hump, you know, and we're not going to be wondering when the next positive test is going to turn up because there's, there's barely anyone left to do that. So you know, that, that's kind of that's the advantage of it. Like, hey, and I said, even having COVID myself and some of our staff didn't. But it's like the idea of like if I was going to miss time, if I was going to be in isolation for five days, then I was grateful to basically be in isolation when everybody else was, too. You know, and that I wasn't missing practice, you know, when, when the team was practicing. And so, you know, it was a good opportunity to, for me to read some books and really reflect and and think of some new creative ways to, to teach and motivate and encourage and all those things. And. I'm not very good at spending time by myself. I'll be the first to say it. You know, I told Dr. Marsh Belt, joked with her in the, the weight room today. She's like, I said, I know I should probably come see you, you know. Um, but, you know, it's, it's that idea of, like, I'm so people-driven and, and being away from people. Like, I, I just, you know, I, I just couldn't wait to get back into the office um, to be around, you know, to kind of, because I think I get a lot of my energy by being around other people. So, um, you know, you just, you get, this, not only did we get stuck in isolation, but I got stuck in isolation after a loss. So, you know, I had to, I had to stew on that as well, um, the whole time. So, but yeah, excited, excited to, to see how we come out and play. Um, certainly, you know, going to have to sub a little bit and control what we can control. All right. I appreciate it. I look forward to Nikki's book club. I wish you would tweet your, your best reads out and uh, put that out for everybody. It is Nikki Collin, the uh, head coach of the Baylor women. Thank you, Nikki. Yeah, thank you, Matt. All right, Cowboys Niners, you know what's coming. It's next.